welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Thank you for once again joining us as we meander through mediocre cinema in search of hidden gems. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. Tony. Eloquent as always, Tony. <laughs> Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have sci-fi or science fiction fantasy. <laughs> I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. Each episode, we take turns selecting a movie from our respective genre that, in our opinion, hasn't received the appreciation it deserves. You probably aren't going to find these films on any top ten lists, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you'll find a new admiration or perspective. This week is John's pick, The Last Dragon. Well, that's true. You are going to have a new founded appreciation for this movie, <laughs> because let me tell you about The Last Dragon. This is one of those movies I don't recall ever seeing for the first time, and it's not just because it came out in 1985 and I was five years old. Um, this was right around the time The Karate Kid had just coming out, and this wasn't anything spectacular or new in the genre of martial arts films, because they were common then, they're common now, they're going to be common forever. But this was a movie shown to me by my parents, and I instantly fell in love with it. This movie was a critical failure, but reasonable box office success, and since has become a cult fantasy, uh, cult classic. Um, in the fantasy of martial arts movies in faraway lands, mystical places where they're jumping on trees and things, this takes place in New York. Harlem specifically, and a little bit of Chinatown. So this was close to where I grew up, so not that I'm from Harlem or Chinatown, but still. <laughs> it was a place that I knew of and could go to. So it really hit home, and um, to have, the fact that people have not seen this movie baffles me to this day. So what were your, um, your thoughts going into this movie for the first time, Carly? Well, I had never seen it. I'm one of those people to baffle you. Uh, <laughs> my thoughts going in were, it's going to be a martial arts movie. That's it. And that was it, huh? <laughs> Elaine. So, before this previous watch, I don't think I've ever sat through this movie. Like, it's been on in my house a lot. <laughs> and I distinct, like, the, the scene in the pizzeria where it gets broken up, I think I've seen that scene about 50 times. But I've never sat Spoiler through alert. and watched this whole movie. <laughs> so, I knew, like, the gist, but I was, you know, like, in my mind, it's just this movie that looks fun, but I've never really cared about. All right. Tony, what did you think coming in? Well, like you, I, I don't remember exactly when the first time was that I saw this movie, but I remember I had it on VHS and wore the tape out. So, I mean, I watched it many, many times, but I can't recall when I first saw it or where it came from or how it got to me. But it's definitely a old-school favorite of mine. Yes, well, this movie got a 6.9 out of 10 at IMDb and a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that the critics or the audience? That was the critics. <laughs> the, uh, here's a... One of my favorite reviews, The Last Dragon opens with his hero learning from his karate master that he, he has the last, he at last touched a final level of realization. He no longer needs a master because what remains to be learned can only be found within himself. When he achieves the final level, he will know because of a glow all over his body. This is no idle promise. By the end of the film, the hero glows like somebody who has just tapped the wrong power line. And this was Roger Ebert in 1985. Oh, I know. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Maybe rest in peace. <laughs> so the, the synopsis of this movie is, In New York City, a young man searches for a master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the GLOW. Along the way, he must fight a martial arts expert corrupt with power and rescue a beautiful singer from an obsessed music promoter. Well, I guess he's in 
Arcadian guy, but I says music producer, but he's Eddie Arcadian, the video game king. <laughs> but he's still a music producer. Mm, yep, that too. We'll get to the dirty books. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was directed by Michael Schultz and written by Barry Gordy um, with Louis Venasta, starring Ty Mac. I'm still not sure how to say that after, I don't know, 30 years or so, <laughs> as our hero. Bruce Leroy, Julius J. Carey III as Shonuff, and everybody's favorite, Vanity. So let's let's start going in here. The film begins, it started shooting in uh, April 16th, 1984. Our opening, we hear the music, and it just it grabs right there. And we have Bruce Leroy performing his martial arts mastery on a glass floor, where he's wearing some <coughs> white pants. Elaine, you want to say something? Jump <laughs> I wrote down Flexi Cotta, <laughs> super 80s theme. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I wrote. It was a super flex, like his, he's so tight, his punches, so his arms are all flexed. Mm -hmm. And then it's a super Flexi Cotta. What I remember mm -hmm. from that part is there were a couple points where I was like, why white paints? Because <laughs> <laughs> white is pure. He's the good guy. Oh. The white knight, if you will. There's the a couple good, times I was like, mm. there's a lot of. <laughs> Why that <laughs> outfit in this movie? Just everywhere, yeah. all over the place. I was loving his shoes throughout the movie. I just kept noticing his shoes. <laughs> I was enjoying most of the clothes throughout the whole movie, but anyway. Yeah. We'll get to the protractor and hair later. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so after we have our dancing karate stuff on the glass ceiling, it snaps to live action, and we see Bruce Leroy performing... He's punching a bag, and his master grabs an arrow a, with a red tape on the engine. He shoots it at him, and Bruce Leroy snaps it in half but with his bare hands, not blinking an eye. Moves on to his next uh, training evolution. He hits the, the wooden dummy, and yet another arrow comes at him. He breaks this arrow, and this, when he chops the arrow in half in slow motion, he actually did that. Like, they had to film that. And it took them two hours for them to finally get that right. He really did that. He really did that. Because wow. this is 1985, not 2016. 2016. <laughs> well, I watched that scene. The hell I watched that scene and I was like, how did they do that? Because I was looking for the string on the arrow or maybe to look CGI or something. I know CGI was nope. in its infancy or whatever. <laughs> My man. I've seen the special effects of this movie. The CGI stuff is super cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it doesn't look bad. It looks great. The glow looks real. Totally looks mentioned. fantastic. I mean, Anywho. So then finally there's a blue arrow shoot, shot at him, and he reaches up and grabs it in midair. And his master asks him, how did you know that was the blue one? He says, I don't know, master. And he goes, you don't know? And rips the dragon off of his wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> what, was he, what would you think he was wearing? This disturbs Bruce Leroy, and he drops to the floor on his knees and says, please forgive me for your ignorance, master. I'll do anything to prove my worthiness. To which the master laughs. I see you've ended the movies again. He reassures him that this is a celebration and brings him to the board where he shows him that he has completed another level. He, is, he knew without knowing. The master tells him that he has, he has nothing left to teach him. But Leroy can't take this and he needs somebody to help him get to the globe because he's not glowing. He's like, you always told me I'd be glowing. The master, knowing that there's no other way to do this, decides he's going to send him to see a new wise man. And the wise man's name is Samdamgoy who is the wisest man in the universe, and yes, he also lives in New York City. Isn't that convenient? Which was quite convenient. Well, it's a I good thing he didn't have to go to Tibet. <laughs> I didn't catch the joke. John had to explain it to me. <laughs> now, for those we were like, really? In New York? <laughs> no. The, the, all right, so let's, for those of us playing the home game, some dumb goy, some 
dumb uh, guy. See, Carly didn't get I didn't it either. Wow, I first got that in like the 80s. Well, he writes and just <laughs> cookies too. <laughs> so, but we don't know that yet. Well, that's true. So then spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I yeah. was not born yet when they started making this movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but well, still, the first, when you see it, you know, some dumb guy, <laughs> it's, it's funny. So next, start calling your friends that. Be like, you're a wise man. I think I'll call you some dumb guy. Uh, <laughs> Have some fun with it, you know. I probably couldn't pull that off. And a charm <laughs> is given to him that looks like a little belt buckle. It's gold. Because he has to give this to some dumb guy who will then partake, uh, give him the information on how to reach the final level. The glow. So then we hit the music. And Leroy is seen leaving the dojo for the first time. And the sun hits his medallion and it gleams in the air. And... Now, the first thing he does on his, on his journey, because what would you do, Tony, right? You're like, you have this big thing. Would you go find the guy? No, no. no. Nay, nay. Not first. <laughs> Not first. He's going to go to the movies? We're going to the movies. <laughs> well, this was my legit first, what the fuck it's moment. It's a Bruce Lee uh, the, marathon. Because he's see. walking, when he's walking, and you see his outfit. <laughs> The hat. hat. The hat. The hat. <laughs> the hat really completes this. I just got off the rice paddy look that he's going with. And it was really, I was like, what? It, I did not realize that he was going to wear this the entire movie, too. Oh, it was He didn't wear it the whole movie. At some point, he switched to his fancy gray pajamas. No, because when Hey My Man would it look like, he had the green pants on. And every once in a while, and his there, black suit. a couple suit. times the ninja suit. See, look, now we're jumping uh, ahead. But no, okay. when he goes to the movies, that was probably one of my top scenes in the movie. That's one of my top scenes of all time. I love how the people are all doing the lines. It's almost like a Rocky Horror Picture Show-esque. Yeah. Everybody's involved. Well, you got to remember that. Community in the movie theater. I this movie, it. they were watching Enter the Dragon, which came out in 1973. So this movie in 1985 was already more than a decade old. So I didn't know that it would have had a cult change. following because it was a very popular movie. And so right in the middle, a dance number breaks out with a big gigantic boombox. Mm -hmm. So what would anybody do in the mid 80s when a, a boombox goes off? You get the angry look on your face and you go and you jump on it. At the exact same time <laughs> that Bruce Lee kills Ohara for being treacherous. Well, because in the movie End of the Dragon, that guy had killed Bruce Lee's sister, so he was going to fuck him up regardless. Anywho, so two deaths happened. Ohara died, and the music died. <laughs> and our big giant Asian friend stands there as the crowd goes nuts. But just as, just as our evil villain from Enter the Dragon says, Ohara's treachery has disgraced us. The, the sounds start to kick out, and the door kicks open. Six people come in, three men, three women, and they, you know, align themselves nicely, man, woman, man, woman, and they clap. And then we get to see the first person ever. And he comes in glorious. I mean, just pure awesomeness. <laughs> and it is the show enough. And he comes in, am I the meanest? Show enough. Am I the prettiest? Show enough. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show enough. That's right. But who am I? Showing up. The Shogun of Harlem is here. And now he sends Crunch to get some seats. And just as, you know, they're clearing out the people in that are in the middle rows because that's the good spots. We have a small child say, I know who can beat you. And then he sends his buddy Beast. Beast, fine, who said that? So Beast, being the manly man he is, grabs somebody who had to be, I don't know, about five. Out of the seat. <laughs> Picks him up and asks him, who's badder than the Shogun? And he points and says, Bruce Leroy, that's who. 
Now, this, this, this upsets the, sh the Shogun, who goes down and finds Bruce Leroy eating popcorn with chopsticks. <laughs> with chopsticks. <laughs> but, but Beast says, that's the only guy standing between you and so total supremacy. No, he says show. Between show between sh and total supremacy. But it was weird because I'm like... Why? How do they know this? What's happened? <laughs> there should have been some exposition yeah, here. It, it almost seemed like Shonuff must have been familiar with Bruce Leroy before. Well, he is. And you can tell from when he finally confronts him. Because yeah, he, he says he that's the only one saying but, it but they don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he does walk down the street with the hat. I mean, that stands out. That that that, that will stand out in any any era. Any era, like when the black guy's wearing the Chinese outfit in Harlem, yeah. that's going to stick out. So, yes, I've tried to eat popcorn with chopsticks. No, it's not that hard. If you haven't tried it, give it a shot. <laughs> okay. I don't want to. So now Shonuff approaches Leroy and he says, Bruce Leroy, I am sick of hearing these bullshit Superman stories about the Wassa legendary Bruce Leroy who catches bullets with his teeth. Foreshadow. This is foreshadowing. <laughs> yes, for those of you, with, for my writers out there. So he challenges Bruce Leroy. And what's funny is here, he says, I am back. I am back on the scene. And this to me never made sense because did he go somewhere? We Did he go to prison? This is what I'm saying. Was there some kind of prequel prequel that we don't know about? If there's a prequel out there and I haven't seen it, I think my life will just be all over. <laughs> Please email us and tell us about it. Yeah. Please email us and tell How us about it. How did he become the Shogun of Harlem? Is there a movie about his rise to power? I don't know. But we do have is that he challenges Bruce Leroy and says, look, I got something real for your ass in these hands. Oh, that's not a cold line right there. That's as good as when Deadpool says he's going to smack the bitch out of someone. <laughs> So then some rather large gentlemen up in the balcony ask Shonuff to take his seat and please cease from further outbursts. The Shogun takes this as a sign of disrespect and tells him and anybody else who wants him to sit down and shut up, come down here and make him. Mm -hmm. So then we have several takers, one of which is our, our former hero, the, la the large Asian gentleman who broke the, the jukebox. Also one of them is a very fat dude in a tiny tank. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was like, is that a pink halter? Is that a halter? <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> so, show enough ends up on the stage, and he's just putting, you know, he opens up a couple cans of whoop ass on all of these dudes. Ends with one hell of an ankle lock. Mm hmm. I well, Leroy say, decides that this is the time for him to leave. I've never seen this movie before, and show enough walks in like a cartoon character and takes over, and nobody really seemed afraid of him because people just kept coming down, so I didn't really know is this guy a big deal? And the scene with the fighting here, it, it did not convince me that he really was a big deal. <laughs> oh, come on. It wasn't until later in the movie that I was like, oh, maybe that guy is kind of a bad well, He did beat up a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, he did it's run through impressive. the entire theater. He, he gave the Achilles bite, not the Achilles lock, the Achilles bite. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know. And he finds Leroy, and he tells him he's going to get him, then calls him a wimp. Mm. And, he, and it's not just a wimp, it's a wimp. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Alright, so now we cut to Rock, who asks, are we still hungry, huh? And grabs this big, I don't know, like a leg of something. That looked moldy. Well, he didn't eat it. He decided <laughs> he to... I know, but when he opened that freezer, I was like, ooh. <laughs> and he sticks it down into this tank. We don't know what's in there. I we thought it was piranha, but I it know. doesn't say that it's piranha. I have to, I was assuming it's piranha, but at some point they seem to refer to it as get that thing yeah, out of there singular. as if there's only one. Yeah. Piranha would have been a bunch. And he yeah. Had, 
Well, because you could have he calls it that thing up. several it times. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Just one? Know. What's it going to do? <laughs> I don't know, but I did... Never mind. We're not there yet. Stick your hand in there and be like, nip. <laughs> I do think this is another thing where I feel like we just wandered into the second act of a movie because we got random white people and this piranha You tank. know what? I don't see the... They com- don't say who they are. Excuse me. I don't see people's uh, skin color or anything like that when I'm watching this movie. This is a movie that, that is beyond race, beyond creed, beyond really? color. Okay. Yes. Actually, it does. it's just like the contrast of like... Between your everyday men with great shoulder pads in the movie theater, and then your stuck-up business gentlemen with piranha tanks. It's not a piranha. Anyway, so as Rock tries to fish out whatever it is that's in there, he eats it clean off the bone. Clean off the bone, like I guess piranha would. However, that's not piranha. We don't know what it is. And we see our, our, our villain, Eddie Arcadian, who's having a hard time mastering the bow tie. And we cut to our Cindy Lauper lookalike, who's his girlfriend... Angela, who's painting her nails, and we get a and we get a cheap plug for Coke because for Seventh Heaven is presented by Coke. It's Coke, is it? And that's why you like Coke over Pepsi, isn't it, Elaine? Uh, no. Tony likes Coke over Pepsi. I do like Coke over Pepsi because Pepsi is gross. But well, this was the eighties. <laughs> this was the eighties, and Coke was very popular. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Okay. See, you see the thing there? Mm-hmm. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so alright so uh, Eddie tells Angela that one day it's going to be her singing on the stage and Rock says if you'd have put this kind of you know enthusiasm behind getting me a title fight we'd be on the way to Vegas right now so then we, we have a quick recap of his boxing career where he evidently didn't do very well and they had a name for him Elaine what was that name um, that, that they called Rock you look surprised <laughs> the great white hopeless that's right the great oh, white hopeless Good job. which I thought was great I wrote it down Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he'd be throwing it to me. I, no, I you got <laughs> Stay on your toes here when I'm playing here, because you know what? I, I throw it around a lot, right, Carly? I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right. So, so let me cut to Laurel Charles, who gives you the video hot peak of the week, and it is hot. And right now they're gonna rock on with Debarge. I have never <laughs> seen. Wow. I forgot the video. about Debarge. <laughs> I was like, how do I not? I remember? had never seen that either. <laughs> I, I've heard that song a million times. Oh, I yeah. have never seen that video. Oh yeah. And oh my god, his mustache and Jerry curl. I was like, it's the Latin Michael Jackson. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. It was wow. Well, a little uh, a little tidbit about Rhythm of the Night. It was number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and peaked out at number one at the Billboard R&B charts. So it was a big deal back then. This was this was a, a huge song. Carly, you weren't alive yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. But I mean, you're gonna dance until the morning light. Mm. Forget about the words on your mind, and I guess you could leave them all behind. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so we cut back to Rock, who tells Eddie, "You give me five minutes with this lower lady, and she'll be begging me to play this thing." That's kind of gross. Yeah. Eddie, tell. <laughs> go ahead. Can we take a second to talk about Rock? You want to talk about Rock? Yeah. I would love to talk about Rock. Tony, you want to talk about Rock, or do you want Elaine to do it? Elaine can do it. All right. <laughs> Who I, did you think it was, it took, for, it took me a, fuck, uh, a couple seconds, because I thought it was uh, uh, Gandolfini for a second. And I was like, is that? <laughs> he no. made me look no, it no, up. No. <laughs> no, well, he, you know, I recognize he's him. He's definitely he's been great, the heavy in a lot of uh, 80s yeah, movies. A lot of 80s movies. He's been around. But I just want to say that my favorite movie that he's ever been in is Tony, The Bodyguard, from the bodyguard. Awesome. Wah, Chris, wah, Chris wah. 
Oh no 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 no! The bodyguard with Kevin Costner. With, yeah. With okay. who? With who was that? Oh. Kevin Costner. I've never seen. Because he played. We are <laughs> not doing the Kevin Costner podcast. I know that's Whitney Houston. I was thinking of Mike. And I will always the love guy, you. The guy that plays Rock. His name is Mike Starr. He played Tony, who was her incompetent bodyguard oh. in the bodyguard, who gets replaced by a real bodyguard, Kevin Costner. Oh. I just, I she just does love some I do love me some Costner, but well, I do really bad, that like movie that is guy. Very much appreciated. So but he does yeah. great in that movie. So it looks like I'm not going to be watching it for this podcast. <laughs> I've never seen it. But That's if the right. fans want the Costner podcast on movies at gmail.com. <laughs> Where well, a lady will be going solo. <laughs> and if you don't want the podcast, don't go there. <laughs> oh. So, all right. I would join her. All right. So, Elaine and Carly are going to do the, the Kevin Costner podcast. <laughs> and the Bob Ross podcast. Uh, the Bob Ross fancast. Bob Ross fancast. Which would not With be some good. some happy treats. Can we, get, <laughs> can, we get, can we get back to Rock? Yes, let's get back to Rock. All right. He's great. Eddie tells Rock that he has no vision. And that... Uh, the him and, and Laura Charles are a match made in heaven. So she may be the video um, queen, but Eddie Arcadian is video game king. So we cut to a very young William H. Macy who tell who asks Laura to have Eddie play Eddie's video on her show. And Elaine wants to talk about William H. Macy because she's over here twitching. <laughs> so go ahead. His jacket was hilarious. Thank you it for that. Like stained, it looked like a stained glass window. It, did, it really did. You're going to skip over the fact that uh, old J.J., my main man, is like, there's a point pointed at my neck and he's going to slip my throat. Come on, Laura. I thought it was weird that he was only in that one point. <laughs> well, William H. Macy. But yeah, William H. Macy, you know, he had a, a small role, but he wasn't anybody big back in 85. This was probably one of his first roles, but yeah. anyway, he looked great. Let's get back. He was so, fantastic. I can see why he became a star. And right at the end of that... Three, two, you're on. We got Laura Charles. Boom, 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 the boom. Crazy eyes. And she goes full. <laughs> and she, after she says that there's no room in her life for this craziness, goes into this elevator and comes down and sings about Seventh Heaven. Okay. I thought she was the enchantress from Suicide Squad for a second. <laughs> and she she just mentioned how she's not she has no room for life in this craziness. And she her eyes. Got the time. She got the crazy. She's eyes. got the. Crazy she's eyes. got the crazy mm-hmm. eyes. There's yes, lots of good crazy eyes in this movie. Well, yeah. Ooh. But can we talk about her dancing? I'd rather we talk about how beautiful she is. And her dancing is terrible, and that dress is so weird that it makes her body look awkward. So I think if she had on a better dress, her dancing wouldn't have been that be bad. So bad. Well, it was the 80s. But so we have to... No, it was... Look, I am not a great dancer, but... Do you do the Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I dance like a Elaine, not the Elaine. Full body drag. <laughs> no, but this was bad. Yeah, um, it was kind of bad. It was kind of bad. So it's a we, good thing she's pretty. She's very pretty. pretty. She is pretty, but she's, she's got very the pretty. Crazy and yeah, her well, singing's not bad either. But questionable, questionable choices in men. So we cut back and we have Eddie on the phone. He just says, "JJ, my main man, what's happening?" What do you mean? She said no, and he goes a little crazy as well. So during, we cut back to Laura Charles, who explains that she's having a contest and the winner is going to have a lovely evening out on time with her and gives a shout out to her now group, the Cloud Crowd. And one of the masks is for a kiss. She turns around and says, who said that? Everybody, even some of the girls are like, it was me. So she says, you never know, but here's one for now. Blows a kiss and it's a good thing they had the graphic ready on the big screen, which was her big giant. The big giant lips. That's right. (laughs) I liked it. It was a great scene. So then we cut to Laura. She's coming out of her studio, and we have the cameras. She signs some autographs, goes to her limo, and drives away. But before she drives away, she locks eyes with 
our hero, Bruce Leroy himself, and they both have a moment. You know, they have a shared very moment. weird love at first <laughs> sight kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know what, in a in a in an era where people are just being really nice to her, and she's she's a star. There's the guy with that big hat. <laughs> you stand out. He stands out. Who looks at her like, who are you? <laughs> no, it's not a who are you, it's a who are you. Yeah. Because she's smoking hot. And he doesn't even have a paintbrush. He can't even draw. <laughs> but we're going to get to that. So we're into the limo, and she asks, how you doing tonight, Sal? But that's not Sal. You ask who that is? That's Chaz Palmieri. Who? Sonny from A Bronx Tale? Yeah, that guy. Mm. Yeah, he's been in a whole lot of things. That's my favorite movie that he was in. But yeah, that is Chaz Palmer with a horrible mustache. There's lots of horrible mustaches in this movie. It was the 80s. (laughs) Let's circle back to the bars. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Chaz tells Vanity that Sal got sick to sit back. And as he pulls over, we have some goons who come to the car. So the first thing she does is she exits the car. And they all stand there and watch as one guy tries to get her back in the car. She hits him with his purse, and and then she bites him. So at this point... All the guys are just standing around. He goes to smack her. And no, no, no. Nay, nay. No, no, no. Not, not up in here. Old Bruce Leroy catches him. And he's stone cold pimp line. Yeah. I would not do that if I were you. And now he opens up several cases of whoop ass. And what's good is this is the 80s and people still attack one at a time. Yep. Because one guy is attacking him while the other guy's standing there. Besides, he better grab Laura. He's like, I got to wait. Five, four, three. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and the other two guys stay in the limo. So much that one fight was done, he kicked the guy out of the limo. <laughs> but hey, whatever. So after that, he beats all the guys up, kicks the door closed, whoa, and they drive away. There was a great one of the guys said, your mother? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which I was like, that needs to come back. <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely just such not a, enough your mother's out there. There's it's a just few such a great thing to say, yeah. your mother. <laughs> So good. So our hero gets has the cab for her, collects her things, and she gets in the cab. And just as she's turning to ask him another question, you're really something, boy. He's gone. Oof. Boom. Well, he ninja dis- vanish. He disappeared in the middle of a sentence. Rude. Yep. Look, what he, ninjas do. Like he's he's like the the wind, man. You never know which way he's gonna blow in and out. Ninjas are as ninjas do. That's right. It's all about them ninjas. <laughs> so then she looks down and finds his medallion, his talisman, his. Amulet is charm. They don't really oh, give see, it. Oh, mm-hmm. see, ninjas are as ninjas do. Wouldn't have left that. <laughs> he realized he had it. a lot going on. That's yeah. true. He was, he was struck with this feeling he didn't understand. Yeah. He didn't even have a paintbrush. That's right. <laughs> he can't even draw. So she picks it up and they drive away. Back in Eddie's apartment, Angela wants is hungry and wants to know why they're waiting for the DJ lady. She's hungry. Eddie makes her cry. Tells her to fix her face. At this oh, point, he's we such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we cut back to Leroy, who discovers, "Oh shit, I lost my amulet." And he runs, and he's frantically searching for this thing, and all he moves garbage that he was never over. <laughs> <laughs> and we go to, oh, excuse me, one second there. There we go. Yep, lost my notes for a second. Son of a bitch, shit. Well, while you're fiddling with your notes, you fiddling, yeah, let's you, just talk about Angela and her outfit. Her jacket made out of some 80s comforter and that protractor in her hair. Yeah. I loved her hair. <laughs> her outfits in this movie are fantastic. She's, she's been really in some are. stuff, too. Yeah, uh, she I'd really has. Like, I saw her face and I knew what her voice yeah. was. <laughs> I generally 
find her. She's a good actress, but I generally find her annoying because I cannot yeah. stand her voice. She yeah. was in some kids she show in around the same time, and I can't remember the name of it. But she was in it. You and check the IMDb's. Yeah, well, I should. I didn't forgot about it until just now, and maybe we'll have one of the interns do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get right. on that slip. Get, get on that. Yeah, slip. We don't have interns. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll get some interns then. All right. So we cut back, and the goons burst into Eddie's apartment. I say, "Boss, don't get mad. What not for? There was like twenty to thirty. He's big." And then they jump in. Black guys. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, black guys," because <laughs> that makes a difference mm-hmm. with bats. And then the one black guy looks and goes, "Yeah." With chains. <laughs> they had chains, they had bats, they had everything. And so then he says, all right, all right. And Eddie tells Rock. And just Rock got a job for it. And he goes, the tank? Fucking moron. Mm-hmm. He wasn't paying attention. He says, bring it back in one piece. Cut to Leroy at his teaching Chinese goju, goju class. Now this dojo and scenes were filmed at Harlem Karate Institute of Grandmaster Ernest Hyman of Chinese Goju-Ru in Harlem. Now, Ron Van Cleef created something called Chinese Goju, which is why they put it in there. And this is also the same guy who did the fright choreography, so that's just a little little nugget for you. That's some stuff you're not going to find in the story notes. you find that on IMDb where I did. <laughs> he looks like a banana. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, why would he be wearing that outfit? Seems out of place, does it not? Yes, because everybody else is in some sort of martial Asian attire... Your typical kind of Bruce Lee look, but he's wearing... Did you say Bruce Lee? A yellow button. He's wearing like a one-piece. Did you say Bruce Lee? Yes. Do you know why he's wearing that? No. That is a homage to Game of Game Death. Game of Death, Because yep. that outfit is what Bruce Lee wore in Game of Death. This is the same outfit that was patterned, that the bride from um, Kill Bill patterns herself as when she goes and kills... People. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a famous deal. So yeah, but at least the bride has a why. Pa- <laughs> you know, but the bride's is like a jacket pants combo, mm-hmm. and much less noticeable than well, the, the the onesie that zips at the back. How do you get it on? Um, oh, don't stop worrying I've had about some that. Friends that were those on He's Halloween, a ninja. and they need some help to go to the bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, so that's back why he's wearing that. So in the dojo now. We have it was called Encyclopedia. This brings <laughs> in the dojo. We're introduced to my favorite tertiary character, Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny what? Johnny Wu. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Who How about something in the media size Oriental? <laughs> All right. So that now that is the best, fun. Character. That is his best line. How about now, something in the medium size Oriental? Well, let, the we're eye, gonna get to the that. The art of fighting. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that's exactly it. Come on, Carly. <laughs> give, give me the line, Carly. Give me the line. Without actually fighting, right? Yeah, I didn't do it right. I'm sorry. Yes, but you're there. Okay. Give me. The, give me it again. It's you've mastered the art of fighting without. Knowing how to fight, right? Knowing how to fight. Good I'm job, Carl. You know what? That's why you. you I didn't write it down. I, that was just all in the memory. All from memory. That's why. <laughs> that's why you're our best play-by-play person in the whole podcast. <laughs> so Johnny lays this nugget of wisdom onto Leroy, and then promptly gets kicked in the face. Which was a great scene. And Leroy tells him that sometimes to seek safety, one must go into the heart of danger. And as soon as he said, like on cue, bam, the door opens. Oh, here, here they come. It's the goon squad. We have our same six underlings and Shonuff. I love them. <laughs> I like their how they're all dressed. Shonuff comes fantastic. in. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is this the time to bring up their weird symbol on all their clothes? The little white and red daisy. Mm. It's what? Japanese. Yes, but it's supposed to be the Shogun. But the rising sun symbol is different. That's like a little flower. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We don't, it's only an hour long. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't notice that symbol. Yeah. But I did notice Everywhere, the it white looks chick, like a I kept wondering, is she wearing a bra? I don't know. <laughs> it looked like a sunny side up egg. I couldn't look away. It's terrible. <laughs> so now Leroy tells him that he doesn't want to fight Shonuff. Then the Shogun says, well, who do you wish to fight then? One of them or one of the ladies, maybe? Yeah, since you're too much of a sissy to fight me, maybe one of them is more your speed. Now, hit him with this line. Get him, girls, where you can get a rise out of this limp wimp. Whoa, drop the mic, Walker. That's stone-cold shit to say to somebody. And then they Wonderful. say things like they're going to peel his banana yeah, and he should right. kiss their fist. That was like a little kiss on my <laughs> fist. Now, I could go into all the things that the girls say, but what's better is when the girl hits him and then he gets into a good fighting stance. And show enough, is like, oh, it's on now. Gets into his fighting stance. But no, no, he bows. So then they tell him, oh, that's right, you bow, sucker, you bow to your master. And Leroy doesn't want to do that, of course, because he's in front of his students. Kiss his converse. Mm-hmm. So what you, that's right. Well, we're going we not get that yet, because first we have our favorite tertiary character jumps in, and he gives one of the best insults ever. <laughs> Give me the line, Elaine. String bean Richie, ugh, string bean Ricky James looking fool. Beast, kill him. So now Beast chases him down and gets him in a nice chokehold, and now they force Leroy kiss his feet. Well, because Shonuff says bow down or I'm going to slap this clown in two. There's another good <laughs> <line>. <laughs> That's a lot of good lines. There were a lot of good lines in this movie. String being Ricky James looking fool is the best See? one. This, of course, prompts Leroy to drop down and go to kiss his feet. Shonuff kicks him in the face. I'm not going to lie to you. When he said kiss my converse, I thought that was fantastic, but I didn't know he really meant it. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing Converse the whole movie. I know, but I didn't think he meant bow down and kiss me. And then when they did it and he kicked him, I was like, okay, now I get it. But don't play. I was like, wow, he Shonuff. really wanted him to kiss those guys. <laughs> That's right. Kisses Chuck Taylors. All right, so now... We cut to, uh, well, first, Leroy says it's hard to live the, the way of the wise. Sometimes it's hard to live the way of the wise, which is the most, it's the thing he says that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Of all the fortune cookie crap that he keeps saying, Cause he does. it's the only one that actually makes sense. That's true. You know, one Good of point. my favorite things about the way he talks is that he doesn't use, like, conjunctions. <laughs> He's like, it is, yeah. do not, <laughs> could not, cannot. He never says can't or don't. Contraction. Contractions. Not contractions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Conjunctions are and but. You know what? You're right. Conjunctions, conjunctions. Of course is, you're right. you're a writer. Grammar 101 will be. Uh, my mom podcast. isn't listening, yeah. and that's great because she's an English teacher. <laughs> Yep. But I love how he's okay. like, it is this, and do not that. And he never, even when he's trying to blend in, he it, it's so obvious. All right, look, first of all, this dude is not trying to blend in anywhere. <laughs> he does He later, sticks out in his own martial arts later, school. Later, when, when he, he tries to fit in mm-hmm. at the fortune cookie factory, he's, well, he's not trying to fit in there either. Hey, my he's man. going in disguise. All right, we're yes. cutting ahead here. we got, we got to stick on point here, because right now we're going to cut right he to... He still doesn't use contractions. Leroy's up, and he's stretching on the roof. And we meet his brother, Richie, who calls him Reloy. Oh, my least favorite character. Reloy says, <laughs> Leroy says, you got to come down. Because Papa wants him in the kitchen, man. And the phone rings, he feels a phone call from one of his friends because the, you know, his brother's upstairs, he's being held captive. He even answers the phone like it was a penitentiary, which is fun. Leroy yeah, comes down and he greets his family, Mama-san, Papa-san, Lotus Blossom, son. 
Who is who? Who was the little girl? That girl looks familiar. Tony, you know who the little girl was? Rudy. 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 From the Cosby Show. From the Cosby Show. You say it ain't so. I'm sorry. That's one of the only questions I was going to know the answer to, so I had to answer. And I, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I got one, and you finally didn't ask me. All right. So now we have uh, a morning breakfast here where, of course, Leroy's eating with chopsticks. And, of course, isn't that nice, Sophia? Pretty chopsticks, Natasha. Of course, there's more than one name for the poor Rudy. And Richie goes on to say, no wonder why she's confused. You have too many names for her. And then proceeds to call his brother weird. But no, no, Daddy Green jumps in. You know, a lot of people thought I was weird when I first opened up my pizza shop. Now there's not a hungry man <laughs> who doesn't know my slogan. Who knows the slogan? Who wants to give it to me? Carly, you ready for this? No, I'm not. Elaine? Something about getting your pizza to Tony, the pizza. Tony, hit me with it. <laughs> I can't remember. Get your pizza to my pizza. <laughs> Direct Directing your pizza, pizza to, to Daddy, Daddy Green's pizza. That's it. Ah, That's it. See? Oh. I only knew the answer to one. <laughs> oh. So a commercial comes on for 7th Heaven. And earlier while... Re Le I was going to say Reloy. Leroy was on the roof. <laughs> they were discussing how... Richie. Richie wants to win a date with Laura Charles. Because that's his woman. Am win. I the only one that has a problem with this 12-year-old sex god? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we actually were discussing this because I found some of the things that he was saying gross. It was because horrific. He's a, <laughs> it's not horrific. He's, a, But John was like, he's a 13-year-old boy. And I was Ugh. like, you're right, but still. Gross. Ugh. That's only because you're a, a full-grown woman and if, you're not used to those things. But, but this is what boys it. do. If you were vanity, and this little 12-year-old boy was, like, spitting lines at you, you'd laugh and you'd smile, but you wouldn't take him seriously. Meanwhile, this kid is... Serious. Is thinking, I want to put vanity over my vanity. <laughs> Whoa. Humanity. Prince may not like that. But anyway, so as the... So when you guys were 13, this is how you behaved? Yeah. Yeah. Last, yeah. last week, probably. As oh! Like when you're not here, oh. how we talk. Ouch! Like Tony told me last week, he goes, "Go see." He goes, hey, don't talk about that. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one chick in the wrestling that he likes? <laughs> no, no, that's a different podcast. A different podcast. <laughs> that's a different podcast. All right, so now we're gonna cut back to our movie here because we're running. I don't want to run long. Commercial pops up for Seventh Heaven, and just as he's saying, he tells us, "Hey, pops, that's my babe." Our hero Leroy looks around and goes, "That's her." You better believe that's her. That's Laura Charles. And what the best part about this is both parents are like, oh my God, he likes a girl. And their faces are just money that they're excited that he likes <laughs> a girl. I the parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like the parents too. So then we get Leroy and Richie opening up the pizza shop. Mm -hmm. Richie talks about sex a lot. And yeah. Leroy tries to get to the point that he doesn't want her for sex. His, his interest is something else. He wants to get into her mind, not her pants. No, actually, he wants, no, he wants his medallion. Yeah, that's <laughs> and Richie informs him that he knows where she's going to be, so Leroy, he makes Leroy carry him there and rap so he can see Laura Charles. So then we cut to <laughs> Leroy failing horribly and has hit the hotline with, yeah, baby, do it, do it, what it be like. And it's that was funny, as much rap as he got. We all think... Where is she going to be? Let's just look it up. But this was 1985. <laughs> yeah, there was no internet. Yeah. Where is she going to be? Oh, crap. Chilling now I'm going to have to carry this pain in the butt little oh, brother. <laughs> well, I like that he actually, because he carries his brother. He yeah. does try to rap. Mm -hmm. And he Richie does. is wearing a great shirt. Would it be like? <laughs> like a great shirt. Like a great shirt. <laughs> All right. So then we have, we have Richie and Leroy passing the entrance to the 7th Heaven Theater here. 
And Leroy asks, why aren't you going to buy tickets? He's like, ha ha, of course I'm going to buy tickets. I never buy tickets, you stir-fried rice head. He knows a guy. He knows a guy. The, the slurs in this in this movie are horrible. The insults. My God. It's it's quite a racist. There's movie. one I had to look up, <laughs> which did not mean what we thought it meant, but it's still terrible. Anyway, so we get on here and he says, all right, I'm going to find another way in. You just wait right here, but if anybody asks, is, you ain't my brother, okay? He's like, why? He goes, you just ain't my brother, okay? Come on. So, just then we cut to Rock, who's in a hurry with his goons coming into the, into the record place. The record place? The studio. Mm -hmm. And Richie, cut back to Richie banging on the door, and he's like, damn, must be another door. He goes and he leaves, and he tells Leroy to stay there. So, of course, what does Leroy do? Meditates. Out comes Rock. And Laura Charles and some more goons. And here's the best part: is that they put him, put her in this production truck, and he drops his portfolio. And you know what? Because if I'm gonna kidnap somebody, you know what I put right on any portfolio that I'm carrying? My boss's name and address. Yeah. <laughs> and it says Eddie Arcadian Productions, which is so handy for our hero who finds us on the ground. I just want to point out this is kidnapping number two. Well, she sucks at not getting kidnapped. We want to tell you. She needs a bodyguard. She does need a bodyguard. Whoa! You know what? That would be a good idea. We cut to Laura being forced to watch a video, uh, Angela's video. And what's the name of that video there, Elaine? Dirty Books. Oh, it's terrible. Oh. We're all forced to watch. I don't think it's terrible. They dress you up terrible. It's, <laughs> it's weird and odd and... Like, I was watching this with Elaine, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time she's ever seen that, because she was just overjoyed. <laughs> it's like, are those dirty magazines? <laughs> are we talking about porn? All right, so now it's over, and it's Eddie's great. like, did I do you a favor, or did I do you a favor? He got full New York accent there, which I appreciated, because that's the kind of stuff, continuity, that you didn't get in Waterworld. They didn't have fish language. <laughs> Lord. Uh, so, <laughs> Laura turns him down. I will start it? picking this shit apart. I'll <laughs> <laughs> like a cheap sweater, man. So anyway, they argue a little bit about why Laura won't play the video, and she says, I don't like it. It's just not, not right. And then Angela interrupts. Not the right time to look at it. Good for Vanity being kidnapped and sticks to her gun. She's not going to play it. Me? I would have lied. <laughs> of course I'm going to play your video. Give it here. Yeah. And that would have been it. But yeah, that's true. Yes, you know. <laughs> or, really, if playing the video and they would have let me go, I would have called William H. Macy and said, play the stupid video because they've kidnapped me. Well, I don't know if William H. Macy was really in charge of what she played because he no. was asking her to play it. Yeah, but <laughs> if she says play it. Yeah, but yeah, she would have to Macy's talk to those, those people who work for her that don't seem to notice that she keeps getting kidnapped <laughs> who are running the show. She might she well, call them. The gay dude who does alert. her hair and the other chick. Spoiler alert. She gets rescued and he takes her home. Not to work where she was about to go work. Yeah, that's true. You're killing me here. Good. He takes her home. <laughs> okay, so you're killing you jumping the, the story here. I'm sorry. Back so, to Bruce Ninja. So guess what happens? She gets rescued. <gasps> what? So after she says no, she gets rescued. Yeah, and Elaine, what happens since you know you've already jumped on here? <laughs> Rock got hit by a chair by a member of his own team. That's what happens. That's terrible. Yes. Or not. <laughs> well, the best part about that was as he kicks in the door, Eddie goes, who is this guy? We didn't order out. He seems confused <laughs> by the ninja who just walked into his house. And he says, we didn't order out. So, of course. when he does order out, is it ninjas delivering his Chinese Apparently. Food? I don't know, but in Kew Gardens, because they live in Kew Gardens, which is Queens, by the way. You get the impression that... Um, 
he's a criminal. Like, he's been a criminal for a while. Does, is it really shocking to him when somebody bursts in to try to <laughs> disrupt the criminal activity? He seems like a low, like a low criminal. Not like somebody who has a huge empire. Well, he's also, got video arcades, evidently. Mm. Do they really live in Kew Gardens? Because later they mm. say we got to go back to Kew Gardens. Mm -hmm. So, I'm confused. Well, she lives in Kew Gardens. Okay. Angela does. So. But he doesn't. No. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're in Kew Gardens right now. I don't think they are because she says that she's going back to Kew Gardens when she's leaving him. Because he found her in Queens and Dental when School. She says she's going I didn't back, know Kew Gardens was even in New York. she's going back to Kew Gardens, <laughs> she's talking to Johnny. She's talking she to Johnny Yu. She's on the way back to Kew Gardens. Again, you're jumping ahead. Stop doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm confused. Ahead. I'm sorry. I well, am confused. <laughs> because you're jumping well, around. But she didn't go back to Kew Arcadians. Like After she left Johnny, place she, left, she went home. <laughs> she left him. She's not going back to Arcadian. All valid arguments. So, during this fight, <laughs> what happens is Eddie Arcadian pulls the ninja mask off of our hero. <gasps> Hot head needs cool water. Now here's my question. They're worried about Kew Gardens. I'm worried how Bruce Leroy knew that that thing was in there. He didn't. I don't think he did. And that's why he was surprised when he that's stuck his head there and it Angela bubbled up. That's why Angela yells, not the tank! <laughs> and then he does anyway, and of course Bruce Leroy, you know, he seems startled, like, what in the fuck just happened? But he grabs Laura and they skedaddle. But he's a good guy, so he doesn't leave him in there with but, the monster. But when you watch, he has a cut on his head. But only one, and that thing stripped a and I think meat that was, down to the belt. I think belt. that was an accident. I think he actually like hurt himself or something. I don't it was know. Just a little cut. He's it didn't a, seem like something they put on him. Method acting, maybe. I, I like it. I don't know. This dude wasn't in anything. I looked. DiCaprio. I like it. Angela consoles him, rings out his tie. So we cut to Laura's apartment, and she's so taken by Bruce Leroy at this point. They finally officially meet Shake Hands. And Leroy gets around to asking her if she found the medallion that he dropped on the night they first came into contact with each other. She tells him, yes, I have it. But you gotta promise not to vanish as soon as I give it back to you because you know what that means. It's business time. Mm -mm. I feel like she was a cougar. Like She's not a cougar. She's too young for that. I thought that she seemed much older than him. I'll no, say maybe no. she was a puma, but not a cougar. I looked it up because I was like, Looks. I feel like she's <laughs> older than him. She's five years older than him. That's nothing. <laughs> I would say that in but this he movie, seemed like he was like 18, and she, she seemed like she was 30 to me. I was... <laughs> Because yeah. to me, I thought that she... I mean, I kind of got like a 1920 vibe from this dude, but... Yeah. Her, I didn't get, like, 22, 23, maybe. Yeah. Really? 20, but she was, like, successful and had no. her own show. You think she'd that have that? Make, that doesn't matter. She was, she she was successful Cyrus. because she was hot. Why you gotta bring her And you don't be... If you're don't give her any hot more press. Chase, that's saying. only when you're young. You know what? I don't I thought, like Miley Cyrus. I thought she doesn't late 20s, early 30s. Either, but no, she's like an MTV DJ. They're not old. Why are we focusing on this? I'm sorry. I was thrown by it. I thought she was Because once again... Carly's ignorance of has shown itself in the podcast. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, she gives it will him happen a lot. She gives him back his little medallion, but now she put it on this like Olympic gold medal looking thing. So mm -hmm. he bows and gets his medal and she then put on the gets Diana his flowers. Ross. And he bit the, he bit it too, yeah. that's what you do when you get like a gold he blew medal. Up the death star. Mm -hmm. Like he blew up the Death Star himself. Mm hmm She was playing the so they sit Diana down on, Ross fuck music. Yes, because yeah, it's business time. Because she says on the couch, like it's what? Business, business time. time. Oh yes, Lord. but now this guy freaks out because he don't have a paintbrush. Mm -mm. Tony, he can't even draw. Not at all. No, he know the art. 
So he beats feet out of town. But she seems to like it. Not a lover. Like he's mm-hmm. super awkward and weird, and she's into it. <laughs> so now we cut to our three dancing some dumb guy employees. Oh wow! And they're <laughs> Suki Yuppie Hot, and it's just great. And they draw it's a crowd. Fantastic! This fantastic. is my favorite part of the whole thing. And they're dancing and stuff. So now Leroy approaches because now they have a whole crowd of Asian people behind them, and they just ignore all of them and go, "What y'all looking for?" And he says, "I'm looking for the master." And he and he's told, "There's no masters here, dude. Ain't no slaves either." Mm. And they high five. That wasn't a good joke. Eighty-five. That wasn't a good joke. <laughs> no. And I was five. Anything was pretty much funny. They could have said farts and I'd have been holding the rolling. But but anyway, so they kick him out of there. They the, say no master for you. They tell him to take a hike, cool breeze, which is a phrase I've heard multiple times. I don't know from where because I don't think I've seen this movie like that. I mean, maybe it's just embedded it, in my I brain. I said when I was little, when I was but, younger. Cool yeah, breeze. like I remember saying that, mm-hmm. and I, I was cool I also seventies thing. Maybe. Like your mother, I think take a hike. Cool breeze needs to make it come back. All right, so uh, we'll I'm bringing, bringing it back. back. Everybody out there, make sure you when using your insults, make sure you use cool breeze. And your mother. your mother. And if you could put them together, let us know. <laughs> Be like, hey, your mother, Cool Breeze. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. All right, so we cut back to the pizza shop. And we have Daddy Green in there. And by the way, there's a hand-painted sign in the back. If you haven't seen it, have you seen it? That's hand-painted Daddy Green sign. that says, a slice a day keeps the doctor away. And doctor is misspelled. <laughs> okay, I did not notice that. Yeah, I noticed that back in the 80s, and it, it, it just bugs me. To this day, I see it, and it bugs me. I don't know why. But you're okay with the spelling of pizza. Yep. <laughs> pizza, I'm good with. I'm okay. sorry. Was it I was a complicated child. No, it's F-E-E-T-Z-A. A. A. Yeah, okay. F-E-E-T-Z-A. Well, then that doesn't bother me. Pizza. It would bother me if it was F-E-A-T-Z-A. Because that's a different kind of feat. <laughs> well, she's got a point there. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, but uh, I've been okay with that. So now, here we go. And we Pizza have, I was told I could find Leroy Green here. So now it's not, the, the girls are out now. Now it's just the three goons and Shonuff himself. And, and the 80th of shoulder pads. And the 80th of shoulder pads. The and Daddy Green so says, I'm Leroy Green, who are you? <laughs> and finally they get to, oh, you mean Junior. And he's like, yeah. Junior. And they all laugh because that's funny. As a junior, I find that offensive. <laughs> There's a lot of offensive lines. <laughs> I wasn't that offended. I didn't care then. I don't really care now. So, all right. So now, after they're told that they don't know where Leroy is, and I'm not sure I'd tell you if I did, mm. well, show enough and his boys decide they're going to break up the joint. So they start Dang breaking here. tables, kicking over chairs, breaking the garlic, and Richie gets involved, and Richie gets dumped in the garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't Which know. Which has a bunch of spaghetti in it. Evidently. Well, you know, it's an Italian restaurant, so. It's a pizza restaurant. <laughs> well, in New York, they, they serve more than just pizza. Oh, okay. It's, it's rather common. But I was Expand curious. Expand your horizons outside of Papa John's. point. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to pizza once in a while. I was confused at, like, why nobody called the police. Like, they were blowing out the doors because and the windows. Because this is a comedy. This is not a comedy. This is an action epic. But I feel like his family could have... This is me being me. They could have called the cops and filed an insurance claim and gotten the stuff taken care of. 
<laughs> right, I'm going to go back to my Waterworld note and my great review that I read. This is fiction. All right. <laughs> it's a trope. There's but always these the, little the, and they the bad guys that come themselves. in and harass the Everybody family. Everybody knew I'm sorry, wait a Earlier in the movie where they were, you were talking about how he catches bullets with his teeth, that you're okay with. But the <laughs> fact that they didn't file an insurance claim... <laughs> Is the part that gets you. So that guy that stopped that guy's boombox in the movie theater, were you like expecting that he reported that crime? No. I Did he file an insurance he was claim? He's gonna have to buy a new boombox. Did they demand their money like back from the movie ticket business. taker because their movie was interrupted this is their by shoulder livelihood. pads? Like this is it's different than in the movies with the boombox. Like this is how they make a living. And These when Laura Charles was kidnapped and didn't report that to the police twice, twice. <laughs> to be honest, we don't know if they filed. We don't. You know what? I'm going to say that just, I don't think she did, you don't know this, but in the sequel, they cover the fact that they had filed an insurance claim and it all got taken care of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the jukebox because he don't own that. He right. didn't own that. What's funny is Poor that guy. while he's trying, he's like, tell that and she's still singing. What is she singing in the background? Elaine? And dirty books. Dirty books! He says, shut up, bitch. <laughs> Which is messed up, because she didn't do nothing to him. Well, he's trying to Not even show enough like some He's music. trying to be menacing. So as he's leaving... He's trying really hard to be So <laughs> now him and the three goons jump in the, the rip-off 18 van. Which matches their outfits. I noticed, thought it was great. I'm loving it. My favorite part. And you don't notice, but in the front there is um, the white Mr. T, who's... <laughs> that was who, awesome. Who's C.A. Baracus, and, and drives away. <laughs> I, I Leroy was, sees this. We're going to get to that. Don't I, jump to I, it. Okay. I think white Mr. T is Santa T. I, I just said don't jump to it. I did it anyway. <laughs> I didn't notice he was driving the van. This is why, you know, you're my favorite. So they drive away. And just as Leroy sees them driving up and he's like, oh, walks in a restaurant. So oh, they're pulling Richie out all. And he says, oh, look at this. And no, uh, what happened? Show enough happened. That's what. And it's all because of you. Everybody knows you're scared of him. Kissed his shoes and everything. Hmm. Ooh, he starts to you cry. coward. Why don't you go someplace and meditate on that? And he threw some pizza that he had on his face <laughs> onto his brother. Damn. <laughs> It's a cold. That's some cold. cold. That's some cold. That's mm. cold blooded. I'm telling you. So we we cut to we cut to an image of Bruce Lee, and we hear heavy bag being worked, and it's Bruce Leroy. He's going to work, and we hear in the background coward, and it's the sound of his brother over in his head again and again, calling him a coward. And he's just beating this bag because he's so tired, and just and he's saying his credo, and why he won't fight is because you know. He's a martial artist, and he's not there to beat people up. That's not what he does. He does this to the point of exhaustion. He walks over and kneels down. And, of course, right as he's done, here comes Laura Charles, looking with her hair teased out to, I don't know, 1976. <laughs> the super low-cut V. <laughs> she could be in Def Leppard. She's got her business socks on. She's ready to go to work. She comes in and offers him a job. Says, you know, a lot of the craziest things have been happening to me, and I really think I need a bodyguard. And a girl could do so bad as to have a real-life kung fu master. All Leroy hears is master. He goes, I'm no master. She tells him, you look like a master to me. That's an important line. We'll get back to that. So finally, he's he comes to and he's like, what the hell are you talking about? What bodyguard? And he tells her that he'd love to, but he can't because, you know. He, he's working on a mission. He's on a mission from God. Or old, That's another movie we're not going to cut. Or old Asian, dude. He's got a side quest. So now, <laughs> his... um. His buddy Johnny comes in. Yo, Leroy! He's like, oh, hello. Hey, Lord Charles. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good friend. That's a good friend. You know friend. what? This man grows up hardcore. He's like, oh, Lord Charles. I'm gonna be out. See you later. Sorry. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, they stop him. And he's like, oh, hey, Johnny, you nice to meet you. And she says, it's nice to meet him. And, and he tells Laura, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Johnny bros up again. Of course he can help you. Because <laughs> my man's putting it. He's like, look, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you some. You're going to get some today. <laughs> Johnny's a great character. And Johnny, yeah. uh, she leaves. He's, Laura Charles said it was nice to meet me. I don't know if you realize, but she's trying to get down with his buddy. So, But she didn't say it was nice to meet him. She was pissed that he wouldn't be her bodyguard. She gave him the cut direct. <laughs> okay. It comes back around. I know. All right. So then we cut back to Rock taking resumes for whatever down leads to the Leroy beatdown party. <laughs> the hitman interviews mm-hmm. is what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> and... Now we have... Um, I thought they were searching for one, by the way. I didn't realize all those fools were hired. All of them were hired. <laughs> well a lot of money was spent. That's right. Well, Eddie Arcadia is doing very well. The arcade business was very big in the 80s. Not so mm-hmm. much now. So, we get Angela, who's rehearsing her song, Test Drive, because you want a free ride up and down Lover's Lane tonight with a, with oh. a license plate on her ass. Ouch. I like and the, the lights on her boobs. I think the lights on her boobs <laughs> are the worst part. The headlights are the worst part. The license plate on her butt... Just make you laugh. What did the license plate say? It said something. I forgot. It was something like something ass or something. Because I was trying to read it. Yeah. I don't know. He was trying to read it. I'm using the finger quotes right now. Sure. Sure. Sure you were. All right. Anyway. So now Eddie gives him a break. And what does he do to the background dancers? He gives them a handful of quarters. Says, go have a good time. Because they're going to go play some arcade What a dick. He owns an arcade. I think they're above the arcade. He only gave one of them a handful of quarters. (laughs) Well, maybe she's the best one. Well, they won't be playing long, but anyway. So, Angela says that it's DJ Lady's never going to play our stuff. And then he lays his rap on her that, hey, I'm going to kill Leroy. And if Laura doesn't act right, I'm going to kill her too. Mm. Angela gets a little upset, says, I don't want you to kill anybody. He doesn't care. Says, no one does what he did to me and lives. Nobody. They fight a little bit more. She goes back to dental school because she calls reasons. him a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruling the world. It's a great insult and way one hell of a way to break up with the dude. You only yeah. gave half the quote. What's the other half? You're a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruling the world. Yeah, and also from Kew Gardens, and also getting by on my tits. Oof. Yeah, yeah. that's true because he gives her shit about how she's getting, getting by, by on her, her tits. tits. But he is too. <laughs> Which I'm just, that's a great way to break up with mm-hmm. him. Which I have to say, my biggest problem with that scene is I didn't think she had great tits. <laughs> well, they were covered by headlights, to be that's fair. That's true. Can we tell? That's did we ever true. really get a good look at her tits? Because she wore that comforter jacket earlier, now that's we got the headlights. True. That's true. Welcome when she goes talk. to the dojo. <laughs> this portion of the podcast is tit talk. Maybe, maybe my issue no was. Let's talk about boobs for hours. Maybe my issue so, wasn't that. She, he was getting by on her tits, and we didn't. Maybe it was that we didn't know she had great tits. <laughs> we it's haven't seen 80s, so evidence of. I haven't great seen tits. any great tits in this movie because eighties fashions don't really lend themselves to great tits. That is true. All right, we get a lot of shoulder action. <laughs> so after the tit talk, I like to say, "Hi, mom." Um, <laughs> we cut the show enough. Who's putting the beating on? Who I assume is one of his students. But anyway, he's putting a beat on, and what is he wearing? Some more great shoulder pads. You know, these are the quality shoulder pads here. And we have the big, fat Asian guy who's just banging the gong for no reason. In my notes, it says, another great set of shoulder pads. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have written down for that scene. So, uh, Eddie Arcade is wearing a rug now for some reason. He decides he needs hair. It's not even a good rug, but Because he's got to get a new lady now, so he's got to... 
look more, you know. You know that briefcase full of money that Rock's carrying? That'll help. It will. <laughs> so Maybe he goes, it's a disguise. He goes to give the money to who he calls Mr. Nuff. Which I enjoy that he calls him Mr. Nuff. Yeah. And he says, keep your money. Just get him his name, get him to the designated place, designated time, and I'll gladly designate his ass. Mm. He says, yeah, whatever. How you going to do it, Mr. Nuff? Closes the briefcase on Rock's hands, and they leave. And he calls him Mr. Nuff. I'm sorry. It was the license plate. I found it. It says hot, hot for, for you. Hot for you. There you go. Hot, <laughs> for, hot for you on the ass, people. That's is on Angela's license plate for a test drive thing. Anyway. <laughs> that sentence, hot for you on the ass, that's on the plate. <laughs> now I'm going to cut to Leroy. It's coming from Tit Talk. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Focus. Tit Talk's we can't. <laughs> It's hard to keep these girls on point here, Tony. I don't know. I know. Distracted by people want to go to TikTok talk or license ass plates. You no, know, we should do is not let them drink before, during, that after the podcast. Be. That might be part of it. Yeah, okay, so. Oh, we're going to cut back to the, to Leroy now, who's wearing his fancy silver he outfit. He is. He's wearing the good. And he's trying to muster up the suit. talk to the, the, the gungshire, the balls, the huevos, if you will. You know, the huevos. To talk to Laura, and he's out there, and he just can't push that button. So as he decides he's not going to do that, he turns around to leave. Who's he run into? Laura. Miss Laura Charles. Who then he apologizes for how he spoke. He didn't mean that towards her, and she's like, "Great, you'll be my bodyguard." And he's like, "I'd love to, but I have to complete a mission first. So then she's like, "Okay, stay here for five minutes. I'll be right back." She goes, changes her clothes, grabs a car. But Elaine she wants to talk about his clothes. clothes <laughs> back into- to TikTok. <laughs> No, but she puts on an outfit that matches his outfit. She puts on this mini dress, but it's like done in that Asian style. Of the so Asian persuasion. I didn't notice that. So she she matches him because she likes him so much. She bought herself an Asian mini dress so that she would well, match this weird dude who walks around I think back looking then like call a Oriental. <laughs> Yeah, well, back then my girl, I, this is before we switched it over. Am I the only one though that I don't know what when proper. she said stay here for five minutes, I'll be right back. Yeah. I totally expected something to happen and for her to come down and he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that. I did not think he was gonna be there. I thought something was gonna happen, he was gonna get kidnapped. And or she something. was gonna come down and be like, What? <laughs> I did not think that because I don't ever remember not knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was I did, really I did, I did expecting not. something was going to I go thought down. they were gonna come to try to kidnap her number three. Three, and he, and was, he was going to get shoved in the back of a truck. And or she something. was going to get all confused. Why did he disappear? <laughs> or the some dumb guy fortune cookie truck was going to drive past. Something. Now, now we're a Dragon Theory podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back on it's the in water wars. Between talking. Can we get back? Okay. So now we have the, we're in Laura's red convertible, which is kind of you know mm-hmm. she's driving. Little red Corvette. Was it wasn't I, a Corvette. I, I, anyway, I didn't even so know. now I they're talking it. about the final level, how I mean, Leroy's on a mission <laughs> to reach the final level where his whole body would glow. And even if you can just get your hands to glow, that would be that would really be something. And if these hands belong to a master, and she pops in like, I got one, like Bruce Lee. And he's like, yes. And they have another shared moment. Oh, Isn't it cute, though? She sure. says, you're really going to love what I have to show you at the studio. And then he looks a little distracted. Earth to Leroy. Oh, I have this friend. And um, he likes this girl. And and he came to me for advice, and uh, I think I let him down. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't even have a, a paintbrush. He cannot even draw. She's fucking lost. Like, she doesn't know yeah. what he's talking about. As every like, woman would be. She's like, what in <laughs> the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so he finally comes and says, You know, the art of making love moves. And she says, 
I would love to show you some moves. And he cuts her off. No, 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 no. It's not for me. It's my friend. <laughs> he is the one. Because you know what time it is? It's business time. time. That's right. Oh, Lord. All right. So, we cut, we cut to Richie and his friends walking the streets discussing whether or not uh, Richie's going to have a chance with Laura. And the rap he's going to lay on her. What does he say? Carly? I don't know. He's going to make her melt like... <clears throat> gonna make it He's gonna like make her melt like hot butter all over his body. Oh, wait. <laughs> Which, this, is, this is when we had to talk about 13-year-old boys. Because that is the greatest <laughs> line. If somebody, if I was making out with a dude and he said, I want to make you melt like hot butter. <laughs> I would be into that. But... All right, then. The fact he's is, like 12. <laughs> he's like 13. I'm guessing 13, actually. That doesn't actually, make it any better. Actually, I he could be 14. Up. He was 15 come on our when Facebook he made this and, uh, So he's 15. But, but he's, I mean. Mm. And also, he has passed away. He's, <laughs> that's really upsetting. I'm Maybe sorry. And I don't know why you did a death check. When I, I, I oh, found God. myself doing death check. No, because I wanted to know how old he was. And when it popped up, how when but, he was born, it popped up when he died. <laughs> <laughs> like he's obviously playing the part of the you know like somebody who know the world the I don't, I don't know. know. You, you I don't know what word I'm looking for. She's like, she know. looks at me like, help. Look, his I don't know where you're going with this. His character is very worldly, despite the fact that he's a little kid and he's talks no, he's big, not zero experience. Zero experience. <laughs> and it's really creepy that this line came out of a 14-year-old kid, 13, I don't know. But All right, let me stop you right here. a fantastic line. Let me cut you off, because shit like this goes on every day in every city. In here I'm in America. Let me tell you wrong. why. Because this is how 13-year-old boys talk to each other. They can't have the ball say to a girl. But they tell each other all the time. <laughs> this is kind of shady. Yeah. I'm just saying, he they should have kept rap. that in his back pocket 10 years from now. That line might have worked. So, here in 1995, <laughs> you will go back and check that shit out. <laughs> so, now we're inside of Laura's studio. And Laura plays a video of Bruce Lee. And this success. is my favorite yeah. scene. This I, is like a, I, I like this. You yeah, like she, the glow really? song? I like when she she set up the Bruce Lee thing for him. I thought that was she really did. Nice. It was very sweet. And he's really, really sweet. happy. Like yeah. his and face. Yeah, he likes. This up. is the happiest he's looked all it backfires on her. Well, well, and who among us does it? She gets some hot makeouts. Well, you just again, Elaine keeps jumping bit. ahead. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> Honestly, I, next time I'm just gonna kissing, every time I'm just gonna jump in. And he was impersonating in. the movie. <laughs> I thought the the that's probably the worst kiss ever. <laughs> no, we saw the worst kiss ever last week. <laughs> that's true, we did. That's right, in the shitty Kevin Costner movie that oh, I gave recommend. That I gave recommend. I, I do believe. If, if you haven't gone back and seen that yet, please go check out Waterworld. It's a quality <laughs> flick. But what's a better movie? This one. So, oh. as Bruce Lee, your mother, Bruce, your mother. <laughs> You spring bean Rick James looking fool. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we already covered that. Yeah, he, he mimics Bruce Lee and he kisses Laura, but he only kisses Laura after he sees Bruce Lee do it because she kisses yeah. him first and he backs away like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is kind of weird. Yeah. But it looks I feel to it in me, my born areas. When he was impersonating, like he was really just impersonating. Like, I don't know what if there was anything what? actually happening in the lips. <laughs> I feel well, like. I don't know what he's doing. She kissed him. She kissed him, and he's like, "I don't know what to do here." And then he's like, "I know, I'll be Bruce Lee." And then it turns into some good and making out. I will out. put my face up to yours, and then I will move my head. This—that's how I saw it. Look, <laughs> Look. Well. he got it done because she liked it. She did still but, like him after. But unfortunately, like you were right, Carl. This is backfire on him because she asks, "Hey, what's that?" And he goes, "Chinese connection." He's uh, disguised himself, 
in order to get into the villain's lair. <gasps> Why did I not think of that before? <laughs> she was cock-blocked by Bruce Lee. She was. <laughs> from beyond the grave. She was cock-blocked from beyond the grave. That's how good Bruce Lee And I don't was. think they call it cock-blocked when it's a woman. I, she didn't get the cock. It was blocked. I'm calling it. I think it. it's uh, she got <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> Sometimes I say back, that I I've know. been cock-blocked. Push-pushed. <laughs> Tush-pushed. She got the tush push. Oh, no. Oh. We're spending way too much time on this. <laughs> so let's go to the fact that he leaves. Ooh, ooh. Snatch. Uh -oh. Snatched? <laughs> <laughs> Snatch-matched? No, because her so snatch anyway, was snatched right out of the door. So during the big kiss scene... <laughs> I still say cock-block. <laughs> during the big... They're too. killing me here. Don't be sexist. I can't do this. It's push-push. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. <laughs> I feel like I need to go to the internet. What do you call it when a girl gets cock-blocked? Oh, it's Carly, look that up. You look just right. like the ass thing. Look it up. <laughs> so Richie had seen... Um, Leroy kissing Vanity from the, the, the crow's nest. He's really upset about and that. And got mad and stormed out. So he, should. he decided he's going back to claim what's his and left his two friends. So he finds Laura standing there and she goes, Leroy? He goes, ran out on you, huh? And so she gets mad like, what are you doing up there? Get down before you hurt yourself. She's not mad. She's like, there's a kid up there. Get the fuck down. My insurance, doesn't, kid. My insurance <laughs> doesn't cover kids in the rafters. Kid. She doesn't have that good insurance like Daddy Green's Pizzeria <laughs> that covers Child gang labor. violence. <laughs> jukebox kicking. I still stand by Judy it. chops to the tables. The, the jukebox, it's not his problem. True. Eddie Arcade doesn't have to cover that. But anyway, so um, Laura Charles gets kidnapped for the third time in this movie. But Richie catches him this time and he uses the big line, get your hands off my woman. Mm. To which Eddie finds hilarious and starts laughing. Because it is hilarious. An evil maniacal laugh. This is another great kid actor, by the way. <laughs> so, alright, so here we go. So now we have that all going on here. Um, we go to the fortune cookie guys and they're playing craps. And they don't know who won. So he says, the book says Little Joe. You look it up. Blood. They keep calling each other blood because that's what you do. I don't know. I really like the fortune cookie guys. They're hilarious. They yeah, they're great. Me. So they knock on the door, and it's our, our friend Leroy. And, he, and first he's sitting outside, and he doesn't know how to present himself. So when he finally does, he hits him with a, Hey, my man, what did it look like? Because that's what you say to people. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, when you're out there and you're meeting your friends, make sure you say, Hey, my man, what did it look like? Or at least what it be like. What it be like. There's some really great movies. <laughs> This movie. And he says that he's got a pizza back. for the master. And it's a uh, pizza with bean sprouts. And they're like, pizza with bean sprouts. And they know that he's full of shit, so they lock him in. And say, did the master really order this? <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and you told me to look it up. <laughs> what is it? That's the best one. <laughs> That's the best one. All right, so uh, this, this, this just time in. Out. Time out. We're going to stop it right here at the pizza like delivery. Like uh, saved by the bell. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Away from her. Carly, can you tell us what happens when a curl when a girl gets cock blocked? What's it called? It's a clam jam. Nice. Clam jam. So don't get oh, God, ladies, don't get clam jam. I'm taking her phone away. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, our many, many fans. Alright, so now all we, three of you. I apologize. It's all 30 of you. So anyway. 60. 
Here we go. Now we're back to the pizza delivery. Stop it. <laughs> All right, no more drinking for Elaine. <laughs> I do. I'm a 15-year-old boy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, okay. the Chinese guys who were working at the Fortune Factory decided to let him stay there so they can presumably get his money. You know, they're playing craps. You know. Crash. But they don't know how to play, so he teaches them tic-tac-toe. Again, they keep jumping ahead. I can't wait. <laughs> no, because he doesn't, you don't see what he teaches them yet, because then we have to go yeah. to Angela. Oh, right, okay. so we have Angela, who's at the I'm dojo, sorry. looking for Leroy to warn him to stay away from 7th Heaven. But he runs. she runs into Elaine's favorite character, Johnny, Johnny who says, oh, he's not here, but has something in a medium-sized oriental. Which is a great line. And it she really replies is. in the most cunning of ways. No thanks, I'm not Jewish. Mm. Which, to which confuses everybody. To this day, I don't think, I think it's just one of those did lines. She, did she think he meant like an oriental rug? I, don't, I got the impression that we're supposed to think she's just a moron. Boom, Carly <laughs> nailed is, it. She is just a moron. So let's stop talking but about it. Really, the only time you ever see the word oriental is when they're talking about rugs. Alright, so. So did she think maybe he was offering her a rug? Oh my god, why are they... <laughs> The claim I don't know. <laughs> Stop claim <laughs> So let's cut back to Eddie, who's going crazy in the studio, and explaining how tonight's episode is written, produced, and starring Eddie Arcadian. And he starts, he plays a video, Fire by Charlene, who I always, always thought looks like Carrie Fisher. May she rest in peace. Hmm. Look at her face again, looks just, to me, looks just like Carrie Fisher. I thought she was... I don't know That's that I there. really noticed her face, but I kind of got a very Tina Turner vibe from, from that outfit. video. <laughs> from that video. video. Look the at video face. made me think of Tina, Tina Turner. So, like, in my head, she's, like, low-rent Tina Turner. But I didn't actually notice anything about how she really looked. She just... Look, when you see this movie for the thousandth time, you'll start looking at stuff like <laughs> okay, that. Okay, next time I watch it, I will look and see if she looks... Charlene looks like low-rent Carrie Fisher instead of low-rent... Tina Turner. And no, we don't need a death check on that. Carly, so now we cut back to Hopscotch. Thanks for covering that. Skip over it. Boom! Um, Leroy finally is like, hey, where's the master? And they decide, okay, oh, you want the master? And they take him outside and lock the door. So they start laughing. Kicks ha, it. ha, ha, ha. He says, in. well, first he shows him the medallion. He says, he'll see me because I have this. And they take his medallion. He kicks in the door and says, where is the master? And they try to... You know, ward him off with the medallion. He grabs says, I want to see him now. So they break down and show him that some dumb boy mm. is a computer. Mm. And this confuses Leroy, who leaves. And us. And us, <laughs> yeah. Because some dumb boy. Yeah. Are you a dumb boy? Mm, some dumb boy. Sometimes I'm a dumb boy. Only when I get clam jammed. <laughs> now, you know how you said earlier that if you look away or get distracted in this movie at all you just miss stuff you have no idea that okay. this happened no see i knew this happened but i didn't realize that why he went to the those guys in the first place <laughs> was because that they had the master yeah well like i was like what, what brought him to His these master guys told him. because when he was walking down the street and it shows like where they were dancing in that original scene mm -hmm. it shows the signage some dumb boy i can't some dumb guy. Some dumb guy. Cook fortune cookie. Like it says, the, it says the factory name. Mm -hmm. So when he reads it, he reads it and he thinks the master is there because it's some dumb guy. Yeah, she's trying. But see, I missed that part. I think he. Checked, <laughs> I think he checked the yellow page. I was first. like, why does he keep coming back to these? <laughs> That's why. Because Chinese they flash the sign. Yeah, there's no Google. There's no. <laughs> but, 
See, and that's I think that's because you didn't get it the first time that his original master said it, which I didn't get it either. Maybe John hadn't been watching it with me and explained to me that that is a joke and that the and repeated it to me like three times so that I got that it was some dumb guy. Then I don't know that I would have got it either because I I couldn't understand what he said because it was so fast and it was the first time I've really sat down and watched it and I'd never seen the beginning of this movie ever. So I think that that's why you were very confused. Right. Speaking of Chinese places, we cut back to the master who's packing. Yeah. Yes, we don't know why. Leroy bursts we in and asks, out. why? Why did you do this to me, master? Why would you send me to see somebody who does not exist? The master says, I see you have not found the answer you were looking for. Says, and then he gives him an empty fortune cookie. He says, take this. It contains everything you need to reach the Golden Globe. He opens it up, and it's an empty, bless you, yes. fortune cookie. Yep, we don't have a sneeze button here. <laughs> So, and he says, think about it, Leroy. You have just opened the fortune cookie without a fortune. Written by a master who doesn't exist to seek an answer to a question whose answer you already know. Little echoes of Kung Fu Panda going on. This was like 30th. Yeah. Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda is an homage. That's what I'm saying. To The Last Dragon. Boom! Tony has cracked the case. <laughs> Boom! And it's not just that case of scotch he's got secret down Secret ingredient to the noodle soup. There's no secret ingredient. No secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. So then he asks about him, Dan, he goes, what about this? And then the master says, I need you to do the charm. A true master would use this to hold up his pants. And then he goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Maniacal laugh. I'm starting to think this guy's just fucking with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy is fucking with him. All right, so then he tells him, you know, you can, there is one place you have not yet looked, and it is there, only there, that you will find the master. And then he tells him he's going on a trip because his plane leaves soon. He goes, and Leroy asks, are you going on a quest for knowledge? And he says, no, I'm going to visit my mother in Miami. Which I liked. I liked that a lot. Did he go? In, he's going to Miami. Yeah, I thought it was a good joke. That was a good joke. I, I just said I liked it a lot. I did, yeah. And when he said that, I thought, "How old is his mom?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just too brave. Okay. <laughs> Stop overthinking the shit. It's, it's, it's gonna unravel. I'm sorry. I'm all about the subtext. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of subtext in this movie. All right. Yeah. There's no. no bo- there's, but there's nobody with gills. So. <laughs> Leroy decides at this point that he's going to fight Shonuff. So <laughs> Leroy decides he's going to fight Shonuff and goes to his dojo. And we have Johnny who's trying to stop him. Because evidently Johnny has told him don't go there. because Johnny told him what Angela said. Yeah, there's an so Aspen that, party and you're the guest of honor. And then he's like, well, okay. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to load up Batman style and opens up the thing and puts up all kinds of stuff in there. But he doesn't use all the weapons, and I was really sad that all those weapons don't get used. <laughs> Batman doesn't use all his shit either. So, I then, was reminded of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they open the trunk and they start pulling out. <laughs> it is very Buffy-esque. I have never watched Buffy. Oh, well, you should. It's great. I mean, I've watched some episodes at your house, but other than that. All right, back to the weapons. So Johnny says, if you <laughs> go, edit that out. I go. I don't edit. <laughs> and then he says, do you plan to use your bare hands? Why don't you just grab a weapon? So Johnny's like, yeah, a weapon. Great. And he walks in there and he locks this motherfucker in the closet. It's a great, great move. I liked it. That's mean. Yeah. That's Quality. Mean. Quality. And, and he apologizes. want Johnny to get hurt. Well, he doesn't want it. He does it. And we all know good. Johnny can't fight. I don't want Johnny to get hurt. He mastered the art of fighting without knowing how to fight. Nailed that line. Good job, Carly. <laughs> So now we cut to <laughs> so we cut to seventh heaven and we see Leroy entering and they have a little light that goes off and then alerts Eddie Arcadian about it. And then comes one of my favorite parts of the movie when he walks in and right. Eddie Arcadian's face is on the so screen. So we have, we have 
Well, before we get to that, we have <laughs> Johnny trying. He's banging out, and we see a tiny Ernie Reyes Jr. Who's like, we got the keys. And he says, <laughs> and he says, turn the key in a lock and turn it. So he opens up, and they finally go. My notes say tiny Ernie Reyes. <laughs> That's great. Love Ernie Reyes Jr. And I'm sad that he did not wasn't in more stuff because he was great. Well, he was like six at the time, so. Well, he was great in Sidekicks. And he, I watched that show. He was great in Ninja Turtles, too, The Secret of the Us. He Ooze. was awesome. He was the best part about The Secret of the Us. Well, maybe not the best part, but like the fourth best part? <laughs> Fifth best part after the turtles. I was like, which turtle didn't you like? <laughs> I've never really been a fan of Leonardo. Really? Let's be serious. He's a leader. So now we cut to the giant head of Eddie. <laughs> yes, which was fantastic. Who alerts Leroy and says the guest list has been compiled so that you go out in style. So then we have uh, Leroy gets his Bruce Lee moment. He starts whooping ass. And he's doing a good job. Rock says, I'll shoot this guy right here. So Eddie gets mad because he spent all his money on the ass whooping party. And he takes the gun from Rock. He says, take that thing off, give me the gun. Fine. So Leroy is beating everybody up until he gets to Goliath. And Is that Goliath, character's name? Yeah, because he yells, Where to go, Goliath? It's kind of a clue. Okay. <sighs> so it. then he bites the the The, the nunchucks. Thing, the nunchucks. He hit him with the nunchucks. Nunchucks. And then he, then he bites that. When he, he bites him, I'm pretty sure that was made out of bread. <laughs> <laughs> He'd eat it if it was bread. But anyway, so just as he's getting beat down, his entire dojo, yeah. all the students come out, and they took time to get dressed, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> They're in their uniform. Because <laughs> either they were hanging out in that stuff or all got dressed. So they all come in. Maybe and they and showed up for class. All and that's time. when little or, tiny Ernie Reyes Jr. let them out of the closet because they all showed up for class. So they're all dressed for class. And Johnny says, no, we got to go over to 7th Heaven because Sensei's going to get his, an epic beatdown. We got to help him. This is Kung, Kung Fu, which I believe would be Sifu. Mm. Would be the Sensei's name? Yeah. Sensei's Japanese. I don't even know what to call my Sensei, let alone somebody else's martial arts Sensei. <laughs> so Do now, I refer to him as Phil or Professor? Shush! <laughs> Agent Phil? Alright, yeah. Why is this... A, you're killing valuable time here. Let's stop and talk about that, Elaine. Go ahead. <laughs> no? You sure? You done? Okay. So back to the gang war that just happened. So, so now Johnny's going there and we have little Ernie Reyes Jr., Cheering on his brother. Whooping some ass. And Johnny's he's putting in, he don't know how to fight, but he's putting in work. And he's going out he there. He did a great job for someone who doesn't know how to fight. Until he gets to Crunch. Crunch gets the upper hand on him. And this upsets Lil Ernie. Lil Ernie puts in the ayah, so, so, ayah. And then he puts the ass whooping on him. And then they have the little brothers and they work together and they beat him up. And then they do the handshake, they tap butts, and they go on. <laughs> There's Look lots of great things happening. Lots of great things happening in the scene. I and, really want to watch. Well, it again. we have it's just a big gang fight. I, I don't want to explain it all. Go back and watch this. And you, and you know what? Money back guaranteed. Because if you pay for this, I'm not reimbursing your money. That's a lie. <laughs> That's what he guaranteed. You won't want your money back. We guarantee. <laughs> That's not true. Because somebody's be like, I spent fifteen bucks and I well, We didn't bucks. say what we give them bucks. if they. I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee you a, a crisp high five if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny finds some nunchucks, and for somebody who doesn't know how to fight. He all of a sudden he mastered good the nunchucks. Yeah, he guessed really well yeah. on how to use one those one hell of a chucker. <laughs> which is funny considering that those nunchucks were bit in half. And now no, no, those were different working. nunchucks. Were they? Yes, because they there's no bite mark been. in them. <laughs> so there's no bite mark in those. So well, they were yeah. bitten in half, but all of a sudden there's two pairs of chucks? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. I guess one of the kids brought them. So now we see... We <laughs> Sorry, I need to stop 
taking apart this old ravelly sweater. That's <laughs> true. Enter Santa T. Santa T. Mr. Mm. Santa T. Who gets beat down and then one would guess sodomized because they take down his pants. Yeah. Why would they take his pants off? Those were some really baggy boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then we cut to yeah. Richie who's escaping his ropes by dancing. Be a bit. <laughs> yeah. By break dancing. Because you Which know what? That's great. a skill. Which is great. It is a skill. Did you say that Arcadian had kind of decided that he was going to beat feet at this party once the dojo crew showed up? I was waiting for you to just jump in with that, and that was the one <laughs> thing you didn't do finally. Well, because you said that Richie escapes, but Richie escapes after Arcadian has already grabbed Laura that and beat feet. That is true, yeah. So now we cut to Leroy outside, who sees Laura. And he walks up, and Richie's looking for Laura as well. Leroy throws a spike... Right at Eddie and Laura. And Eddie, holy shit, he says, let her go. And next time I won't miss. So Eddie pops off a couple rounds, tells him he won't miss either. That and we cut thing to... is cool, but I was wishing it was a ninja star. <laughs> That's so much harder to throw one of those, just let me tell you. It would have been so much cooler. It would not have been cooler. For those of us who know, it wouldn't have been cooler. They can't actually do any of this stuff. You know that, right? Sit. Did you see that fight scene that happens about 10 seconds from now when you're talking? Or no, minutes? because we're not up to that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> Clam jam. <laughs> so when Rock tries to grab Richie, Richie stomps his foot twice. First time he missed, but stomped it again because, you know. Make sure. Take two. Kicks him in the old yam bag and tells him he never used that again. So he's running and he runs into Beast. And Beast this time starts laughing at him. And Richie's like, oh, I got this. I know exactly what to do. Kicks him in the nuts, but Beast, for some reason, is wearing a metal cup. And you hear, dong, and he hurts his foot. So he's yelling for Leroy. And Leroy finds him and says, let him go. And he says, anything you say. He throws him, and he hits his head on, like, a big air tank, and it's a loud thud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was really yeah. upset about that. I thought Richie was dead. Yeah, that's, uh, that was heavy. Yeah, that's he some heavy right trauma. There. So then yeah. the, the fight continues here, and, well... Richie puts a, Richie, not Richie, Leroy puts a beating on Beast because he deserved it. So hard, he mm -hmm. kicked him with his reverse kick thing, knocked mm -hmm. his little hat thing off. Yep. That's so, what you get, you knocked out his brother. Well, what do you do as any big brother, once your, your little brother has gotten a major head injury? It's on. What do you do? You slap his face and say, are you okay? You lock him up, that's right. You lock your little brother up in his little room because... Well, you don't want him to get hurt anymore. Well, they, head trauma. They didn't have concussions yet. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't invent them yet. He's hey, like, rub some dirt on honey. it. <laughs> honey, Spit this was it. fiction. There are no concussions <laughs> in fiction. <laughs> this is also... He can still catch bullets with his teeth. He's fine. We're not there yet. Okay. So the music starts... Circle back. And we get show enough. And he asks Leroy if he's warmed up yet. It's <sighs> a good line. And Eddie says, there's nothing like this on stage, screen, or cable, baby. This is an exclusive. Which is also a good line. That is a good line. Yeah. Think about all the exclusives throughout the history that we've missed. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't miss this one. I mean, but not this one. And the fight's on. They go back and forth to start. No one really getting the, the, the clear advantage. We have um, Shownuff gets a nice donkey kick. Leroy through a wall. And then loses track of him. Leroy gets a flying sidekick through a door down the stairs. Leroy thinks he's won, sits down, and we hear, Leroy! So now Leroy comes down, and the music kicks back in, and now we have glow on the hands. Now this, I have to point out. I have to stop you here. Yeah, good. Because there's been this little competition between Shonuff and Eddie Arcadian about who could do the craziest crazy eyes. And this right here, when Shonuff comes back, and he's got... The glow. He Just gives, on his hands. 
the fucking craziest crazy eyes of this whole movie. <laughs> and he wins, hands down, for the craziest motherfucking crazy eyes in this entire movie. I'm sorry, if your hands started glowing, you'd have some crazy eyes too. But like... It's like, what is this shit? I'm sorry. The cra- How am I gonna masturbate now? <laughs> but he may not be the master, because that's obviously Bruce Leroy, but... Spoiler! He is God damn it! <laughs> the master. Next of time the you crazy go, I eyes. swear to God, every <laughs> scene I'm giving so you the last one. Myth. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I, I know. I, I've seen it. I know. That line's not in that movie. Still farther than anyone. <laughs> anyway, can we get back to the important movie at hand here? Yeah, Crazy Eyes. I mean, thanks for the Crazy Eyes anecdote. So now, <laughs> Shonuff has glowing hands, and he puts a beating on poor Bruce Leroy. He does. And he, well, he's got the glow. Because he, he's got oh, the, show. He's got the he's red got, glow. He's got the glow on his hands. That makes he's just evil. going at it. And he says, when it's I say... Lightsaber. Go ahead. When I say who's the master, you say show, show enough. enough. And Bruce Leroy refuses. Mm-mm. So not only does he give him a beating, he decides, you know what? I'm going to drown this motherfucker here. And actually starts to drown him. And so much that Eddie's coming down going, drown him for Christ's sakes, will you drown him? Who's the master? He may have some issues that he needs to get resolved. Show enough has to hear it before he kills him. Show enough's got to hear it. He kept asking. Now here's here's where it gets real interesting. So he pulls him back and says, "All right, Leroy, who's the one and only master?" And for some reason, all the water just cascades down the back of his head, and he looks (laughs) at him and he stone cold pimp says, "I am." Boom! Oh, he goes ah! He goes to punch him right in the old bean. Right, Leroy catches it. He says, "Ah, am." And now his whole body glows, gold. Gold glow. Gold glow. Like his belt He's got the golden glow. Okay? So now he's crushing Shonuff's hand, and you hear Shonuff go, God damn! (laughs) I mean, I was expecting him to go, Shit, motherfucker! (laughs) But he went, God damn. God damn was good. God damn was good. (laughs) I would have preferred shit, motherfucker. So now Leroy is on, and it's not even close anymore. Leroy just puts a beating on him, hits him with a judo throw. There's some. Flying sidekick, boom, puts him in the water. But no, no, nay, nay, he has a heart of gold. He saves him because he's face down in the water, unconscious. That's right. Pulls him out, hangs him over the side. Hangs him over the side. So now Eddie pops out of nowhere and says, that's a great finish. Not the ending I had in mind, but it's a great finish. Let's say a 45 puts an end to all this kung fu crap. Here's your final bow, scum sucker. Because you need one more good insult before you shoot him. Oh, yeah. Like, beat it, cocksucker, and shoot him. Okay, so I turn to John. <laughs> and I say, John's John says, he's dead. Because he's been no. fucking with Well, yeah, he shoots him. <laughs> and I was like, and that's it, he died. And, like, and I, really? said, <laughs> I said, he's not dead. He caught it in his teeth. Now, <laughs> that's exactly what Carly said to yeah. me. <laughs> now, I did not catch the line in the movie theater about where he said. Oh, I about, did. I didn't, though. That was some extreme foreshadowing. <laughs> but I didn't catch that line. I wasn't paying attention. I was playing Candy Crush. <laughs> oh! So, I was not allowed to play games. But that's pretty movies. much when John is like, there? you need to pay attention. And so I put my phone down, and I had started paying attention. But I missed that part in the movie theater, so I didn't know. So yes, but I knew without knowing. With no, I had started paying attention once. Okay. Like after the movie theater, I was all right. So yes, whatever, but so Eddie kicks over uh, Leroy after Laura and Richie have been crying because wow, they think he's dead. They think he's dead. And you see him open his mouth, and he's got the bullet in his teeth. Little glow ring around the casing, or whatever. (laughs) Quick little beat down to Eddie Arcadian. He hangs him up with some kind of chain thing. And of course, once that happens, the police finally show up. Look, Carly, it's the cops. Finally. 
Well, they were busy taking the report yeah. for um, the insurance for Daddy Green's uh, pizza, so they were already tied up. They had pizza, their pizza and all of to Daddy Green's pizza. <laughs> so now Eddie says, "I'm glad you're here. I want to report a mugging. Me and my friend missed enough. We were just hanging out. And these hoodlums, we're lucky to be alive." And they tell him, "Save it, Arcadian. You're going up for big time this time." Um, they'd go off camera. Which really, if it was actual cops, everybody would have been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't just let Leeward walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, all right. Look like that. So now we cut to our final scene. It's a dance scene. Everybody's wearing white. It's a white ball. Which I said, is this a wedding? Yes, because <laughs> this is the dance contest that Laura alluded to earlier in the movie. Well, the glow jam is back, and I'm glad for that. And we have Johnny, who's doing all of his moves. And we we see this this image in the background. Laura looks bored till she sees these feet. Those have got to be Leroy's feet. Leroy's holding Those flowers. are the shoes. Those are the shoes. <laughs> Carly loves the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. Mm. Pops out, he's got flowers. And he's saying something. And Laura can't just say, so she mouths, what? And he says something else. She says, what? Music cuts off and he yells, could you teach me some moves? Mm. Everybody starts laughing. Ah, ha, ha. Richie's friend says, ah, ha, look at the cornball. Richie gets mad now. Yo, he ain't no cornball. He's my brother. brother. And he's the master. Mm. So then, Ernie Reyes Jr. and Richie do the handshake, but not the butt bump. They leave that out, but they do the hug yourself thing, so that's good. And Laura runs down. Slow motion! And the music hits. The music hits. <laughs> slow motion run down. He throws up the flowers. Those were supposed to be a gift, right? I know. <laughs> I had a problem with that. <laughs> so like, and she runs down. She goes, mother, I wanted those. But anyway, they embrace, and we hear the music. And she and Vanity runs in the arms of Leroy, and it is just beautiful. And that is the last dragon. Woo! Lord, I tell you, trying to get these cats is like herding cats. That's it. But one thing I do want to say is that this was uh, our hero's first movie as Leroy Green. And Vanity was the only choice to play Laura Charles. She was an excellent choice. She was a big deal back then. She was, she, well, she was one of Prince's. Every time I think I hear the name Vanity, I want to say it like... Um, Dave Chappelle said in one of his Rick James sketches when he goes, Unity! So every time I hear Vanity, I'm Vanity! Vanity! Okay. <laughs> All right, so here we go. She's now great. that you've seen this this masterpiece of cinema, it's time for the yay, nay, or maybe. Carly, give me your thoughts. Oh, I get to be first. Yeah, I need to stop talking. I'm tired. I've been breathing all day. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was very light and fun. Mm -hmm. And if you can remember that it's 1985 and it wasn't necessarily horribly racist, then it was great. <laughs> it wasn't horribly racist. It was okay back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to remember that it right. was 1985. <laughs> but there were some points when I was like, ooh. Like, you can't call somebody that. You can't say that. Sure you but can. as long as you remember, then I would say go ahead and watch it and so have a good time. Definitely recommend a watch. Yeah. Definitely recommend <laughs> Elaine. Okay. So, I disagree with Carly. I don't think it's horribly racist. There are a couple of really terrible racial slurs in this movie, mm -hmm. but some of the really racist jokes are done by that particular race. Like, the Chinamen who were. Outside the fortune cookie place, and I probably shouldn't have said Chinaman. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I Was did, he from China? I did cringe a little when <laughs> you said it. <laughs> fortune cookie guys, they're obviously not playing a stereotype. They're just some cool cats out on the street. Did she say cats? But they did, yes. I'm very beatnik. Cool cats. <laughs> Thanks, hipster. Have to but get base here. they did a couple of really funny, like, stereotypical impressions as impressions 
to, and it was really funny because it's not somebody making fun of them. It's them making fun of those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of that stuff kind of intermingled. Okay. And I thought it was funny. I agree. And Um, I don't think it's really racist because it's, they're embracing those. And there's not like super black people are terrible, foreigners are terrible, and the white people are the best. It's, it's not that at all. It's a great movie. So, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it again. And the next time you watch it, I will put down my book and pay attention. I <laughs> doubt it. So, <laughs> are you giving it a recommend? I'm giving it a highly recommend. Highly Everybody recommend. needs to see this. This uh, shit was awesome. awesome. It's fantastic. It was awesome sauce. Julie? I mean, Tony? Julie. Julie? <laughs> Only Julie says awesome sauce. Oh, okay. It's the commercial. I say awesome sauce all the time, and it was awesome sauce. So basically, <laughs> it's it's an '80s time capsule. If you if you're interested in the '80s, you should watch this movie. It's a great movie. Yes, it's uh, by our standards today. It's it's a little racist. It's a bit of a black exploitation movie, sort of, but it's an it's enjoyable. And if you have any interest in martial art films, it's a you must have. It's respect and it's respectful to Bruce Lee, and and that's that sort of. Uh, Fandom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of but, all the black exploitation films, like this one is. Oh, it's definitely on the lighter end. It's way lighter, it's and it's Dolomite much fun. Or, I love that movie. Or like, Shaft, or you know. we're, oh, we're doing Dolomite. <laughs> I was like, maybe we should do Shaft. I've never heard of Dolomite. Oh, oh we're doing Dolomite. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say I've never heard of Shaft. I've, I've heard of Shaft wow. across the face. <laughs> Shaft. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> but for, you know, like on the black boy state. Exploitation spectrum. I think it's really light and oh, fun yeah. and not that bad. Oh yeah, definitely. Great. Well, me definitely. It's definitely very, very much recommend. Um, any any racial kind of thing there um, wasn't done in malice. It yeah, was done in it's jest. Not, it's not hateful. It's so it is definitely nothing hateful. Um, anything when someone's called any kind of off color thing, it's done in jest. It is supposed to be just for fun, entertainment value, satire purposes. And a so, lot of it is just using the language of the time. Not. Right. Oh yeah. Not in like a derogatory and way, but just that's just how they talk. And I stand by this movie. Job, is, turkeys. This movie isn't about race. This movie yeah. is about people. This is that's a people true. piece, not a race piece. It doesn't that's matter right. that he was um, a black guy or that he was uh, an Asian guy, Chinese guy, whatever. It's just a quality flick. Okay, you leave all that shit at the door and just <laughs> enjoy the movie, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, this. Where that's have fantastic. I been all my life? This is the best movie ever. <laughs> so, this is the highest of recommends for me. Uh, I don't know what our highest thing is, so yeah. Underappreciated. Tell everybody this, this is a hundred percent appreciated on this podcast. Hundred percent. Look at that. First time has ever happened right here. Everybody <laughs> said recommend. Last time it was a three point five. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hundred percent. So this, we're gonna go this, with that. This is four. All right. So four that's appreciations. So that is our take on the Last Dragon. So, all right. So check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we're hoping soon to expand to Stitcher and Podcast Addict. Uh, we will be. Will be. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Twitter at unmoviepodcast, and please email us unmoviepodcast at gmail.com to tell us how you feel about these and other underappreciated movies. Next week. Tony will be talking to or taking us to Crystal Lake for 2009's Friday the 13th. Wow, that's I look forward to that. I can't wait to delve deep into that. Vanity was in one episode of Friday the 13th, the TV series, in 1989.
Boom. And that's what you call uh, segue. Kiss my converse. Well, kiss my converse. You know what? You spring bean Rick James looking fool. <laughs> your mother. And on that note, I don't think we have anything else to no. say. For all of us here at the Unappreciated Podcast, all of you out there, tell two friends, have them tell two friends. And thank you so much. Show enough. Show enough. Show enough. <laughs>